Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hear this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm. The uh, Mark and Mac Show. Back in the saddle again for another wonderful day. And a very quick uh, rabbit hole chase. Oh, Back no. in the saddle. Oh. Had one big hit. It was in the early 80s. Do you know what it was? No, and I've never but, heard of them. <laughs> it was called uh, the Curly Shuffle. Oh! The Curly Shuffle. Well, I yeah, have heard of them then. There. Yeah. there you go. It might have been back and jumping the saddle. I don't know. One of those in the saddle, you know, but it was okay. the Curly Shuffle, Mark. Wow. A great, the, a song that became a hit because of the music video. Because it, you know, they had the the video show, the Three Stooges, and actually yeah. the name of the band was Jump in the That's Saddle, I just not Back in the too. Saddle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I apologize, but I was actually just, anyway, you watch the video and it's like it's got all the Three Stooges stuff going along to the song and it was yeah. fun. Funny. Yeah. But all right. So there you yeah. go. We start the day chasing rabbits already. It's gonna be a long, tiring day for the Congleton. Gotta be honest with you. Oh man. <laughs> all right. So Mark, what? the screaming headline out of Los Angeles County, they want you to stop feeding the feral peacock. Yes. That's a problem? Feral peacocks? Apparently in LA? so. And who would have thought? You know I didn't. I didn't I, either. Everybody wants out of L.A., but the peacocks won't move. Is that the, what we're the saying? The peacocks and the Mexicans are taking over Los Angeles. Um, well, taking over, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They took over Los yes, Angeles. there you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, peacocks, they're beautiful. They're majestic. They're noisy, too. People don't really? know that. Yeah. I didn't. We had some, well, I say we. My grandmother down in uh, Evergreen, Alabama, had neighbors. And when I say neighbors, they were the next house up the road. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably half a mile or so away. But you could hear the peacocks from wow. that far away. You could hear them screeching. Wow. I didn't and know that. And they're all over some Southern California neighborhoods hmm. because the feral peacocks have been a presence there for decades, apparently. Some residents uh, are complaining, though, about property damage, sleepless nights and such from an increase in the numbers of these peacocks in the last few years. Uh, they're said to have piercing screams, and they do. It sounds like a woman screaming. It, was, wow. it really does. Now, L.A. County officials are saying, hey, stop feeding these birds. They're over, they've overpopulated in some areas uh, to where they became a nuisance to some that didn't agree with them being there. That's what <laughs> Captain Cesar Perea says. He's, the society, he's with the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, L.A. Director of Animal Cruelty Investigations. Wow. It's a, it, this is one of those jobs you went, that's a job? Um, yeah. Earlier this month, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to ban feeding the peafowl. That's the plural, by the way. That roam oh, the, wow, really? Yes, that roam the streets. Um, that, that refers to both the females and the males. Peacocks are the males. Peahens hmm. are the females. Um, intentionally feeding peafowl could lead to a fine of 1000 bucks, up to six months in prison. I'd like, I'd like to say that. So what are you in for? Wow. Fed a peacock. Um, yeah. <laughs> LA County Animal. Sure? Wasn't that a peafowl? <laughs> well, okay. We'll call it a peafowl. I don't Mark, know if it's male or female. Don't they taste like chicken? <laughs> Why are we having this conversation? You know? <laughs> Intentionally. I'm sorry. LA County Animal Control now has to submit an ordinance for the supervisor's review. It would be similar oh, to on. a ban that's been in place near Arcadia for years. Um, let me, just, let me just skip down a bit. People, 
there have been episodes of violence against peacocks in areas around Los Angeles. People are really tired of them. At least 50 were killed between 2012 and 2014 in Rolling Hills Estates. Some accidentally, some with pellet guns, shotguns, arrows, and poison. Wow. In 2019, a man was charged with fatally running over two wild peacocks. Okay, now Mark, if you are unintentionally, or I mean, if you are intentionally not feeding the feral peacocks, and they are, <laughs> that will lead to their death. So this guy should not be charged with a crime. He should be given an award. This is nuts. If you got a problem with the wild animals and they won't leave, you've got a problem with homelessness all throughout Southern California. Oh, actually, the entire state, but yeah. Specifically, L.A. County, even Orange County have been overrun Mm -hmm. with homeless people. You can't afford to live there anymore. So I'm guessing if you can't afford to live there, you probably can't afford to eat a lot of food there. This is a food source. You know what? The feathers probably could be used for pillows. Break out the ink. You can make a quill pen. We're telling these things could be universally used animals that could actually help human beings. So rather than saying stop feeding them, let's start eating them. The Mark and Mac Show. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show and great to have you with us today you know uh, mark yes you've done a great job with the website and oh, all of the things there you've always done a great job with building websites and i you're like I, you're a gift to what we've had over the years and the different things for real it's not because i've noticed other other companies and things doing uh work like that and they have to farm it out or it's not very good Yours is always good. I never, I never tell you thank you enough for the job oh, you do, you. and uh, you just great job, man. Well, thanks. Um, Can I and, get a better parking spot? No, can't no. do that for you. But uh, I will tell you this: um, I will go ahead and get you a subscription for McAfee software. <laughs> you know, uh, I got a feeling at this point the marketing department is looking oh. at this, going, "Not again." We should change the name, maybe. Yeah. Why did we not change the name of this company when we bought it in '92? Oh, you know. Yeah. By the way, that John McAfee is dead after mm. uh, apparently committing suicide in a Spanish prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, when okay, he John McAfee is associated with the McAfee uh, software. You know, yeah. the anti what is that? The uh, antivirus use, software. Antivirus. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And while Mark and I were talking about this before the show this morning, on my uh, computer, it pops up trying to sell me McAfee software again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I didn't know. I knew he had, John McAfee had not been a part of the company for a long time. Right. And just to show you how much money he made with that, he cut the deal to sell that thing back in like 91 or 92. It still bears his name all the 30 years later, mm-hmm. but... You know, he basically retired, you know, and became yeah. a nut job. Yeah. And I, I boy, I want to take that back. I don't want to no. cast dispersions on yeah. his character. The prime minister of Belize said he was bonkers. Yeah. Okay. So bonkers would be the right term. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, there was, I can't remember where we saw this, but LaDonna, it was you know, a couple of years ago. There was a, I don't know if it was one of these, you know, 600 pound shows on the <laughs> network that, you know, that McAfee was on. Okay. But, it was a, like a documentary of him when he was in Belize and he had a number of women, you know, he, and he was off the show. He was mm. off the reservation. Okay? okay. All right. And I would have to go with probably a little paranoid. Mm. Um, certainly a real freak show. Yeah. And when he announced he was running for president, I thought this right. could be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he, he's dead in a prison. He was actually awaiting, um, extradition. Uh, being sh- yeah, extradition. extradition. Yeah. Yeah. 
is they had a tax problem with him from Tennessee back yeah. uh, a couple of years ago when he was pushing uh, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency stuff. Oh. And that's where a lot of this comes from, apparently. But yeah. they've been trying to get him for different things over the years. <clears throat> All I can say is I, I, the guy was in his late 70s, I think. Hmm. He's a fairly old cat in terms, yeah. terms of, you know, well, not old. I, you know, the only people who say that 75 is not older people in their late 60s. OK, yeah. just to give you a heads yeah. up. But yeah. anyway, so McAfee is dead. Do you think uh, uh, it, just on the surface, do you think he was killed or you think it was suicide? Uh, I don't think it was suicide. And, okay. and the reason I say that is because I, I read an article. I think it was yesterday, maybe last mm-hmm. night where someone had said uh, that they had he had told them specifically he would never, ever commit suicide. Okay. So he's something he actually has said out loud to people that that if I die, just understand, I would never commit suicide. Okay. So, so that brings that whole like, okay, so what's really going on here thing to mind. So, and I'm not, you know me, I'm not Mr. Conspiracy Theorist. No, that's why I asked you, because if I say it, it's going to be crazy Dave. But if Mark says it, it's like, okay, well, I'll pay attention. That's That's, that's that's actually why I asked you. Yeah. And then Dave is the guy who in, in, inside of about a minute or two will say, well, look, I just found this online where he said, yeah, I'm going to kill myself. So (laughs) you'll find uh, the, you'll find it. If it's there, you'll find it. But uh, yeah, well, that's just because I'm nutty. You know, I'm bonkers. That's your word today. It's bonkers. Yes. He starts this that, out really early. What was it he yeah. said? What was it he said? Oh yeah, he said he was bonkers. <laughs> yeah. He said I thought it's like but it was a really formal thing. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's like a government official in an, yeah. in, in sort of a in official capacity talking to the press. Yeah, he was bonkers. It was the prime minister <laughs> of police. Yeah. <laughs> Bonkers? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that the name of a kid's TV show, Bonkers? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Show, and great to have you with us today. Not, I, Mark, I, I know that. Those that y'all listen to us and you know our hearts are wherever, but where are you going? We're not making fun of the death of John. Oh Mackey, no! Okay, no, it's not no. like that. It's just um, it's a bit odd the way it's being reported and it things is. like that. But right. I'm just saying I'm I don't I never want anybody to think we take death you know seriously, especially when somebody appears to have uh, a couple of issues. I mean, right. I don't want to make light of that. Right. And I'm not the one that called him bonkers. It was right. the prime minister of Belize at the right. time that said he was bonkers. And we know? were just and, laughing about the yeah. choice of phrases. He I used. thought it was yeah. a fun, it's a phrase. funny word. Yeah, it is. But yeah. Anyway, like gobsmacked. You just, you don't, yeah. you know, you, you hear British people say things like that, but you don't, you don't, I had to look it up. Yes. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> My God, I heard it years ago. I thought, wasn't that the candy that Willy Wonka was really freaked out about? You know, Slugworth was selling yeah. or trying to steal. <laughs> and and seriously, I thought it was, I thought, wasn't that a name of a kid's TV show? Right. I, I think yeah. it was. <laughs> it was these little dudes running around that were just hat, the hat men, right? It wasn't that it, Sigmund know. and the sea monsters? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Can we go back to the curly shuffle? I mean. <laughs> yeah, please do. Actually. Here's something you want to. You're not paranoid. They really are videotaping everything you do, and I say they, being governments and crazy people all over the world, they uh, are videoing us. And chances are, if you have a, a camera on your computer, it's it's videoing you right now. If you have a mic and you do on your computer somewhere, it's taping you. Hmm. Now, not that I'm paranoid, Mark, but I actually got rid of my computers. I had all that and got. I mean. 
Nope. Dave has no webcams. <clears throat> no, I no. not on these. I do no. have a computer that I could turn on to use yeah. for that. But uh, no, not on either one of the computers that I'm using in this moment have a camera on them because yeah. Mark's got his. I know I'm being picked up there. It's not like I'm trying to hide. It's, I'm talking about from my personal stuff. Anyway, so whenever I see a headline, CCTV camera, I'm thinking there it is. I, you know what? <laughs> what is a, a CCTV company is paying remote workers in India to yell at armed robbers yeah it's a, i think this is brilliant i think it's very smart it, uh, up to a point and there's this short cctv video that's online a clerk at a small convenience store can be seen taking a bottle of coffee from a cooler and drinking it when he gets back up to the cash register some unseen person's voice comes out of a speaker in the ceiling and interrogates him about whether or not he scanned and paid for the coffee in another video, a cashier standing behind the counter talking to somebody just out of the frame. There's a ding sound, and the voice from above questions the cashier about who the other person is. He's there to give the cashier a ride at the end of his shift, as it turns out. But then he orders the guy to stand on the other side of the counter. He's not supposed to be behind the counter. The videos, These videos are just a few examples of what Washington-based live eye surveillance uses to demonstrate their flagship product, a surveillance camera system that keeps constant watch over shops and lets a remote human operator intervene whenever they see something they see suspicious. For enough money, about 400 bucks a month, a person in Karnal, India, will watch the video feed from your business 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The monitors act as a virtual supervisor for the sites in terms of assuring the safety of the employees located overseas and requesting them to complete assigned tasks. That's according to a job posting on the company's website. In one of the sample videos, Live Eye sends, a, sends potential customers to black-clad robbers, one carrying an assault rifle, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they, they run into this, what appears to be a 7-Eleven store and force the clerk behind the counter. As the clerk starts to open the cash register, the live eye system dings and a voice informs the robbers that the police have been called. They run out of the store. Now, that all sounds great, but a former 7-Eleven field consultant has said, that's how someone is going to get killed. You don't startle somebody with an assault rifle. That violates 7-Eleven policy. There's a reason why the silent alarm is silent at banks and other businesses. Wow. It's to, you want, you tell the police we're in trouble and the police come without the people in the store knowing, so to speak. Right. That's the reason. I'm just thinking if you can go to all this, and I mean this seriously, yeah. if you can go to all of this, why not if you... You know, you've got your loss prevention experts mm -hmm. and you have your thief in the store. Isn't there a way that we could like just shoot a little tag on the guy? You know, <laughs> uh, it, you know, they had like in the first Mission Impossible thing with Tom Cruise where he was dangling upside down. And, okay. that, you know, why, and oh, yeah, yeah. The, the girl put a little tag on the dude, you know, before he started throwing up. And I'm thinking, isn't there a way to tag somebody in the store that is stealing? And mm. that way you just pull up, you, you send it to the police. Hey, got a guy. He's walking down the street right now. I mean, yeah. granted, if there was a red dot that popped up on the computer for everybody that's thieving or breaking the law, <laughs> that's all you would see are red dots moving up and down the street. I think there's the hole in your problem yeah, right there. Well, hey, <laughs> Especially you know, in places like San Francisco and L.A. Oh, my where, gosh. Where it's, it's not against the law yeah, there. You to can steal up to seven fifty, a 1000 You can just walk out yeah. with, you know, all this inform all this merchandise, and they can't do anything to you. That won't I did, work. You know... <laughs> 
Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm. liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And hey, we appreciate uh, those of you listening. And we do ask every day, if you if you have a minute, just post on social media, listening to the Mark and Mac show, liferadio.fm. Something along those lines, take you what, 10 seconds, eight yeah. seconds. If we had a contest with my grandson, Braylon, three seconds. <laughs> I can do that task in four seconds. You want to race? You want to get that kid in the bathroom, Mark? All you got to do is race. If it, you make it a he, that's what he got from me. In his life, they're going to why is this kid so competitive? Well, you didn't know his grandpa, but, you know, <laughs> bless his heart. I almost feel bad, you know. I said almost. Yeah, almost. It will serve him well. Mm, well. Yeah, and it'll backfire on you at some point, so there you I'll go. I'll be gone. I'll be dust. I will be worm food by then, so yeah. Legacy, I don't worry about that. All right, Mark, so a bride hand-knit her own yeah. wedding dress, yeah. and it took her nine months, and I'm guessing that during the nine months while she was doing this, she gained a lot of weight no. and went to put it on. And it, you know, okay, because that no, could have no, been, no. that could have been one of the shows I watched with LaDonna late at night, you know? Yeah, it could have been, yeah. Well, instead of trying wedding dresses on for the big day, this bride decided to make her own during her commute to work. She's a TikTok what? user. And oh, a, no, yeah, Mark. And bridal knitwear designer. Her name is Esther Andrews. Actually, sounds like an old film name, doesn't it? Man, Esther Andrews. Actually, it just sounds like somebody that was born in 1832. And now that we find out she's knitting her own wedding dress, I think she was. You know what? See if she has access to a DeLorean, Mark. That's what we got to find out right now. She posted a video on uh, TikTok explaining how she hand knit her own wedding dress on the New York City subway. In the clip, she explains that the whole process took her nine months and that she didn't actually finish the dress until the day before her wedding. Andrews used more than four miles of more mohair lace yarn to make her dress, which was designed with layers of ruffles, a tiered skirt, long sleeves, a V neckline. The dress was also embellished with small red tomatoes to fit the wedding's theme. Uh, Got to stop says, you for a minute. Yes. When you said mohair, yes. all I could think of is she Benny or the Jets? You know <laughs> what? Got a mohair suit. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I thought we were back to the Stooges again. Um, I know. <laughs> Look at that. Benny and the Jets. Elton John. There you I'm go. with you. She said the inspiration was a, uh, let's see, hang on. She also, uh, I, this confused me here. Hang on a second. She also says the inspiration was a space pirate meets a tomato patch because it was just silly and fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. The In the clip, she says she did get a bit nervous along the way. Quote, when it came time to sew, uh, sew things together, I was scared because I could only trust that it would fit. We're back to what you said a while ago. Uh-huh. No time to go back. Thankfully, it was okay so I could add the little tomatoes. And Andrew's wedding dress wasn't the only attire she made for today. She also made the groom's outfit, which looked like an astronaut suit uh, yeah it looks like a space suit as well as her own hand beaded socks uh to look like a starry sky continuing in the theme according to another tiktok video even after all that hard work andrew said the uh, in in the clip that she has no regrets she says i'll always cherish this dress and the time that went into making it since she posted it on tuesday andrew's clip has been viewed more than four hundred and twenty seven thousand nine hundred times Um, In the comments of the video, her hubby uh, wrote, just so you know, I'm the husband. If you're thinking I'm lucky, you don't even know the half of it. Wow. All right. So here's what I'm guessing, Mark. Yeah. 
Her name's Esther. <laughs> hand knitting her own wedding dress. Uh-huh. We need to look back over the interview and see if she slipped up and asked if Wyoming had been made a state yet. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Okay? <laughs> because I'm telling you, this girl is not from here. She's from a different time. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the little house on the prairie. Right. It's the little E-train in Manhattan. <laughs> Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. liferadio.fm it is ye old mark and mac show i had to get it in there ye old. <laughs> running my own little contest to see if i can do it every day and then of course i pointed out so it's not very slick of me to do that but uh, because it surprises me that it just pops up in my regular conversation who says that you know who does that you do mark it's freedom of speech okay get off my back okay fine Oh, dude, did you see, and I apologize for chasing this rabbit, wow. but only for a moment Left because, mm-hmm. yeah, the Supreme Court made a ruling about a cheerleader, oh, and yeah. you saw that, um, where she didn't make the varsity cheerleading squad, okay, 14 years old, ninth grade, I guess, and when she didn't make the cheerleading, the, the varsity squad, she took to Twitter and posted a rant mm-hmm. uh, using a lot of profanity. Yeah. Now... She was suspended from the junior varsity cheerleading team because of the rant, mm. uh, because of the the profanity and all that in the post. So because he, her parents uh, are defending their daughter, they said it's free speech. You have no right to penalize her for this um, because it was off campus. It has nothing, you know, um, but here's your bottom line. And, and by the way, the court ruled in the girl's favor saying it's a free speech issue. She has the right to do that, and you can't punish her for it. Hmm. Now, I looked at the, the, the rant, and you know, she and her friend are shooting the bird and a picture and using uh, the F word mm-hmm. and all its different versions to <clears throat> say, you know, F cheerleading, F the school, F yeah. this. Yeah. Now, she was suspended from the junior varsity cheerleading team for this rant. Now, when you and I were in school um, in the post-Vietnam War era where – during that time, uh, high school students were protesting the war, wearing armbands and things like that. Yeah. And there was a case of the armband wearing uh, students where they were suspended from school and they appealed and went all the way to the Supreme Court where it was ruled as a free speech issue. You can't suspend a student for wearing an armband mm-hmm. uh, that opposes the Vietnam War. And we grew up in that era after that. You know, I know you're a little closer to it than I am, but still, you know. <laughs> And so a lot of that free speech stuff was fairly fresh uh, on the minds of teachers and administration and uh, students as well. Anyway, I'm looking over this and I'm thinking, okay, rather than suspend a 14-year-old girl from the JV cheerleading squad because of her rant, wouldn't it have been wise to just pull her in and maybe her parents too and say, we don't really uh, appreciate or approve of what you've done, but... Mm -hmm. It's not because of what you said. It's not because of how you said it. We understand you're upset about not making the varsity squad. But what you have now done is brought attention to the fact that you weren't good enough to make the squad and you're complaining about it. Mm. That doesn't make you look good. Using the profanity like this is going to hurt you down the road because everything on the Internet is public knowledge. Mm. And future employers are going to look at this and say, wow, if she doesn't get her way, she's going to go you know she's going ballistic yeah and 
without suspending her, just say, you know, we're just saying consider the future and what could happen, you know, by doing such as this. It's something we try to explain to young people about the Internet being forever. You know, when they post pictures of themselves doing things that, you know, at the time it seems like fun. But later on, it's going to show that you had really bad judgment when you were 14. And because now that you're 34, you know, Mm -hmm. 20 years later, that's going to be held against you. Right or wrong. It it, will be. Yeah. So I thought the school could have handled it differently, should have handled it differently. But going all the way to the Supreme Court with this, yeah. really, because yeah. the girl didn't make the varsity cheerleading squad. Mm. It seems to me the school could have said, you know, the GOAT of the NBA, the greatest of all time player in the NBA, did not make the varsity basketball team in high school. Yeah. You know, he was cut and he became Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time. Right. You can apply the same thing here and do what Michael did. He didn't he he cried, according to his mother, Mm. when he got cut. But she said, either if you want to make it, you're going to have to work harder. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to quit, because he wanted to quit. If you want to quit, quit. No, there's no law requiring you to do this. But and that's what happened. He worked harder. And, you know, the, the rest is history. Yeah. But again, I'm thinking the school suspending her for something she said off campus. I understand their knee jerk reaction. But I just don't think that's the way you handle it. Mm. I think there's a better way. A te- it's a, le- a teaching moment, right? Yeah, it is. A, a you, teachable moment. This is someone who needs to learn. And that's actually what sports teaches people. And if you're on the yeah. sidelines at sporting events, you should learn what the players are learning. And that is that if if you hit the wall, find out why you can't get through it and learn how to get through it. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the point. Work harder. Improve yourself and get over yeah. the hurdle you just couldn't clear. But you might not be good enough and realize that not everybody is blessed with the same talent. Yeah, not exactly. everybody has the same ability. That's true. And sadly, in today's environment, uh, oh. and it, this was also true, I guess, when we were kids in school too. There is a little bit of popularity contest going on. Oh God, too, as well, yeah. You know, so the popular yeah. some popular kids will yep. get into positions where they really shouldn't be yep. in sports and also in cheerleading and stuff. Yep. I, I remember You're one right. day passing by uh, one of the coaches who was in charge of. Uh, the cheerleading squad at my high school and she's leaned up against a brick wall, uh, you know, in a, on a breezeway shaking her head and she's uh, and, and, um, I said, Hey, how are you coach? So-and-so. And she said, I'm all right. Said, you, you look, I said, what's the matter? You look trouble. She said, I never should have let them vote on who could be on the team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's try this uh, voiceover for the Mark and Mac show promo. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of promo. Oh? Okay. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... I don't think so. In a land before time. It's about the Mark and Mac show. They're on the radio. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What the... When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost on the edge of space. Space? A girl. Two girls. Now, more than ever. Stop it. A renegade cop. (sighs) A robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired. No, you're actually fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No, I like it in here.
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Max show, and just because we can. Yeah. <laughs> Some days are a little weird. Mark Sinus has been messing with him. Oh, man. So it's almost like I used to be able to pick on him about this. I can't anymore because it's just <laughs> cruel. You know, because sinus issues are a pain, man. And if you're suffering through it, I hate it for you. You see, now you have members of your family who go through this, yes. and you've been, been able to see it 24-7 instead of mm-hmm. just a few hours at a time. And it's oh yeah, it's like, well, oh, gosh. Back in the day, you know, um, it was tough to – I it was tough to realize that Mm. this person is really suffering and you know anyway it's kind of like it's a suffering like if you were forced to watch a television show you really don't like and you're not allowed to change the channel it's that kind of irritating to the point where you you know it's like imagine if i said to you you're gonna have to watch professional wrestling from 1978 back to back all day long oh my rick flair uh (laughs) Wahoo McDaniel, the whole nine, right here. Because Rick Flair's in the news again, and yeah. the guy's 157 years old. I, he's Well, he's 72 now. He's well, 72. And he's on the hunt for the famous butterfly robe he wore for his WWE debut at Royal Rumble <laughs> back in 92. Um, oh, come on. He was known for his bold fashion choices during this his decades-long career, but... He always had an affinity for that butterfly-designed black and white feathered robe, and I can just picture him. I and I've, I, everybody has seen the video of him walking out with that big that robe blowing in the in the breeze. Yeah. It was stolen out of a hotel. He says I gave it to security at the hotel, and they put it behind the desk in the locker room or whatever it was. Um, they came in the uh, in the morning to pick it up and leave for the airport. And to have it not be there back then, that was just the inf- in the infancy of cell phones. And I'm taking off for another city. I never saw it again. Rick and his daughter, WWE's Charlotte Flair, have teamed up to track down the robe. He's, I remember all the problems he had with traveling with the robes over the years. Like, oh my gosh, is my robe going to be stolen through baggage claims? That's what Charlotte told the the news. What would ha- that would happen? Or someone's going to steal it uh, or at a show? Or all the different robes he'd had, uh, Rick admitted he's he's not big on displaying his own memorabilia around the house. He says, I've, I've never had a shrine built to myself. Or, well, what am I trying to say? I have a room built. <laughs> so he does have a shrine. Yeah, uh, He has a trophy case. He built a trophy case for his kids. He said, mm-hmm. it's funny because my biggest thrill in life was my two youngest kids. I was traveling all the time when my older ones were in high school and college and that, and I built them a trophy case, built them trophy cases. They both were phenomenal amateur athletes and I built a trophy case. I had fun doing that. So, well, so good for him, but he's looking for that robe. Okay. Bless his heart. Yeah. I mean, I know somebody who of- can knit him a new one. It'll take nine <laughs> months. <laughs> Esther, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. And Mark's talking to me during the music about watching wrestling back in the day yep. so you were a huge wrestling fan is that oh, what you're telling me no, i'm getting well, up playing we watched, were you wait a minute were you the kid that told your parents but it's real that's not fake no. you think it's fake but it's real they get hurt they're real athletes <laughs> no i was yeah. not that kid we used to watch it and point and laugh right oh okay. my brother and i did and hey uh, you know what mark just yeah. so you know andy kaufman did that too right at the yes. point where jerry lawler beat him up on david letterman <laughs> isn't that where he got hit you know i think so yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, but there was oh, another andy dude kaufman. too oh. there wasn't yeah because he was you know what andy kaufman 
course, you know, some say he's dead, some say he's not. But mm. there are the if you really want to get into the whole transgender thing, Andy Kaufman was wrestling women, you know, back yeah, in the he day. Was. He really was. He, and he declared himself the transgender, not transgender, the gender unified or whatever it was. Yeah. But it was like the the male female world champion wrestler or something. Right. It was yeah. some kind of crazy stuff like it, that. And it was all it's all a big comedy stunt. Right, but it's what you want to talk about. You want to talk about Wait. not knowing where the line was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you crossed the line. There is no line. You know, nope. <laughs> it's one of those remember, guys. <laughs> you know, when he did, um, he did that bit on. I guess it was SNL where he's playing the music oh, for gosh. um Mighty Mouse. The Mighty Mouse. Yeah, That's one of the funniest. And he's lip syncing it, and yeah. it's like, man, that. And then there was a time when he actually went on stage with a uh, a dryer. You know. And he has his wet clothes. He puts them in the dryer and he goes spinning. And to the rhythm of the dryer, he does the opening scene, the train scene from the music man. Oh, wow. Cash for the merchandise. Cash yeah, for the button. Yeah. He does that all by himself all the way through. And at the end, the dryer stops. He's done. He walks off stage. Wow. I mean, that was Andy Kaufman. Yeah. But it he was... did the whole wrestling thing. And you were talking about watching it at oh, TV gosh. at Channel 42 in Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. We used to watch it on Saturday nights. My brother and I would sit and we'd, we'd it, it, it was just, it was just crazy. And I remember, I remember one of the wrestlers names was Tojo Yamamoto. Just big, that was a real name. Big stocky Japanese guy, and yeah. uh, uh, they were all the, the usual stuff. S somehow, one of them would get a folding chair and pound the other one to pieces <laughs> oh. with it. Somebody'd reach back behind his back into the waistband of his <laughs> of his uh, trunks and and uh, and pull something out and and pound on the other guy and then tuck it back in before the ref could get over there and see what was going on. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and uh, the whole thing. Uh, he's he's got him pinned, and there's one, two. Oh, he's up, and the, you know. <laughs> And there was a guy, there was Epps Jewelers downtown Birmingham, and the owner of Epps Jewelers, Taft Epstein, did live commercials from uh, the studios of Channel 42, and uh, and he wow. he just talked about the stuff he had, whatever his weekly special was, and he had two little things that he showed every time he was there. He had one of those little monkeys with the symbols, you know, that would cling the symbols and screech, 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 screech. He had one of those, and he had a watch that somehow he couldn't couldn't damage with a file. And he would stand there with a file. He'd file on the watch and say, look at that. There's no damage. Come on by the store and look at the watch and come on by and look at the monkey. See us with, with half jewelers. And he would <laughs> Epps jewelers, and he would, uh, and he would do live spots every right there like he had a card table set up with his stuff on it he was going to talk about and then he stood there and looked at the camera and filed the watch and showed him the monkey and talked about the specials right there in the studio with the crowd and everything it was crazy wow. <laughs> now you remember the announcer don't yeah. you uh yeah sterling brewer yeah okay now back then every uh region in the u.s had i i guess um had like their own professional wrestling group and mm -hmm. their own celebrities mm -hmm. and their own announcers and all that and um sterling brewer was that guy in birmingham yeah he worked for interesting yeah because he um he later in life i he passed away i think last year mm. and um he was like 90 years old when he died mm. but um here was the thing is i read the bio about you know i read this article when he passed away and you know he had in in his later years was a school bus driver in hoover mm. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yep. And wow. It, any, it was just one of those things that you wonder, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? And, well, there you go. Oh, yeah. And, I just looked him up. 
Yeah, oh, wow. It's over on AL.com. It says XTV wrestling announcer. That's what they call right. him. Yep. <laughs> World War II vet, Hoover bus right. driver. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember uh, seeing that because when I got into radio, I was actually in Raleigh, North Carolina. And in that region, uh, where that was a Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair were in that region of the, the boxing or the wrestling back in the day. Mm, yeah. And the ring announcer was a guy named Bob Knapp. Well, Bob, and here's the, when I first got into radio, the first station I worked at, it was at that time where they couldn't ask you how old you were anymore. It had just stopped. And I rode a moped because I was 14. I didn't drive. And several other employees at this radio station also rode mopeds. They did it because they all had DUIs and, you know, couldn't drive. And here's the, I, you laugh, but uh, the thing is, is that back then when you got a DUI, they if, if you would actually, if you had a job, serve your time on, on the weekends if mm. you'd had more than one. Yeah, and so you you could you couldn't drive a car, so you would get a moped, and then you would check into jail at like five or six on Friday and get out at five or six on Sunday, and that's how you would serve your time because they wanted to penalize you, but they didn't want to ruin you, you know. Mm. And uh, the whole idea was it's a teachable moment kind of thing again. But Bob Knapp, when I got hired at this station because they had three of their full-time employees that couldn't work weekends because they were in jail. I ride a moped to my interview. They just assume, and their first question is, well, hey, um, can you work weekends? Absolutely, I can. You know, I'm you know, a 14-year-old kid. Of course I can work weekends, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how I got the gig was because of that. Well, Bob Knapp was the morning guy. Mm-hmm. And... Because I watched professional res- professional wrestling at the time, he was kind of like my hero. I'm like Bob Buffalo Bob Knapp is what they called him. Wow, and he was the morning guy on this AM daytimer. Okay, yeah. His cre- now now looking back on it now, this guy was hanging on to a career by the fingernails at the end of the <laughs> rope. Okay, barely there, but he was still a, a name in the professional wrestling circle. Even though they had even replaced him, but he would go and serve as a uh, you know. Uh, broadcaster emeritus kind of thing. Mm, yeah. And he would like interview wrestlers after the big match. And it, they, he could barely do it because uh-huh. if they didn't get him early enough in the day, you know, in the ring rather, um, he'd be too drunk to do it, you know, mm. but they get in the first 30 minutes or so he did some good work, yeah. but <laughs> in the, the second 30 minutes, <laughs> the, the third, the slurring began and oh, by man, an hour, hour and a half later. Yeah. But anyway, he let me go and I got to meet these guys, Mark. That's awesome. And meeting them backstage while they're playing cards when mm-hmm. I thought they were mortal enemies. Yeah. Uh, well, wait a minute, guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought y'all hated each other and uh, no, yeah. that's when I found out. Yep. They all go, show. they all go to the gym together and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Trade their- just looking over this article on Sterling Brewer and, yeah. uh, um, he had a sign off for every week, every week yeah. when he did the TV thing. And he, he would say at the end of it, Hey, be a good sport and give God a chance. We don't need antennas. We have the App Store. Download the app. Mark and Mac are back. LifeRadio.fm, the soundtrack for your life. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show, and you know, Mark, with uh, the weather being in the southeast anyway, a little bit uh, cooler than normal or cooler than what we expect right now, um, I'm beginning to think about Christmas. You know, I'm thinking, Ooh. you know, we're only, uh, what, uh, six months away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
I mean, th- Christmas, this is, what, six months from today, Christmas Eve, or seven? Yeah, uh, so, six. Well, six. Six months, because yeah, yeah. June 24th. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we are actually six months from today. We're going to be doing Christmas uh, carols mm-hmm. and everything else. And yeah. I wish they would call him Christmas Bob or Christmas Fred, <laughs> but no, it's Christmas Carol. And so I was thinking... As long as we're here, yeah. we've got Skittles doing something very special yeah, for they, Christmas. Yeah, they are. Um, uh, or the holiday season, I guess. Yeah, the, uh, they've unveiled a new treat for this coming holiday season. It's part of the Sweets and, at the Sweets and Snacks Expo. Didn't, you didn't know they had a Sweets and Snacks Expo, I bet. It's no, I didn't. But. happening this week in Indianapolis. And they have revealed that they're, ha- that they're going to have Skittles candy canes coming up for the Christmas holiday season this year. They they are, taste like the original flavors you find in a pack of Skittles. Okay, five flavors they, in one cane. Are they just going to be like the little Skittle thing, and they're forming it into a candy cane, or is this going to be like melted down? And I I haven't seen images or any video. I just know what this little report says that they have. I could make a candy cane out of Skittles. See, there you go. I mean, okay. I, I'm kind of thinking we need to get Esther back on the phone. <laughs> Because uh, if she can knit her own wedding dress, what could she do with a Skittles candy cane? That's what I want to know. I'd like to see her try to knit candy canes. <laughs> I'd like it. Yeah. All right, Esther, go ahead. Let's get her contact info and, you know. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and Mark, every now and again, yeah. a story will pop up about looking younger, you know, because hmm. in a society that just, okay, in a society where women feel compelled to look younger every minute of the day, and I say yeah. women because as men age, you know, they tend to age differently yeah. uh, than women do, and uh, I think it's a biblical thing, uh, you know, <laughs> okay, right in there, but the thing is, there are all kinds of interesting ways that oh, uh, people will try to you know get rid of wrinkles or whatever there's an entire industry or yes you know a co- the cosmetic industry and botulism is something most of us avoid uh, <laughs> unless you want to get rid of wrinkles in which case you inject it into the uh, area to numb your face so that the wrinkles go away i'm not that's what botox yes, is it's exactly what it is it's botulism we will go to some bizarre extremes in order to look younger than we actually are that's really strange so now we've got a really good one and i'm thinking i'm really thankful that it's not onions and garlic all i can say is it's cheap there you go (laughs) there's a study of smells right it's it turns out that the scent of grapefruit on women will make them seem to be about six years younger to men (laughs) yeah but most men have something that counteracts that. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can ruin that in a minute. <laughs> well, it doesn't work on men. Does nothing. It does nothing for them. Okay. In this t- study, uh, conducted by the Smell and Taste Institute in Chicago. Take a moment, write that down in case you need it for future reference. There is a smell and taste institute in Chicago. A wow. researcher smeared several middle-aged women with broccoli, oh. bananas, spearmint leaves, and lavender. None of those scents made any difference to the men. But the scent of grapefruit changed the perception of men around them. Now, when male volunteers were asked around to write down how old a woman with grapefruit scent on her was, 
that age was considerably less than her real age. Wow. That's cool. Now, this is actually an institute I believe should be funded. That's that's interesting. I mean, Mark, that's life changing. Life all, people will be saved because of this. Yeah. And the grapefruit industry skyrockets. <laughs> Just investing right now. Hold on a minute. Uh, let's see. Mark, I I am so thankful we did the show today because had I missed this, oh my, my word. I'm sinking every I'm, spare cent into grapefruit. Yep. How much is that? Ooh, 20 cents. The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Show. Good to have you with us today. We appreciate it. We know you've got choices for how you're going to start your day. And just really want to tell you thank you for allowing us to be a part of it. Uh, Now, hey, tell a friend. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just... You know, social media, just hit it up, say, listening to the Mark and Mac show, Life Radio. That's all you got to do, and we love you for it. Yeah, you can also tell us you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. I mean, oh yeah ways to contact us through the website now if you're on the yeah. if you're we keep telling you to get the app well <laughs> if you tap the menu in the upper left corner of the app one of your options is is website and it'll take you right to the mobile version of the website and there's a little contact thing there you can just contact us also you can send us a, a voice message it's a little blue tab on the bottom of the screen Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It stays there when you're scrolling. So you say, oh, it says send a voice message. And you can actually use your phone to send us a little message. It's very simple. And it, there you go. It works really well. And big thanks to Kayla, who just sent us a note a little while ago. Said, thanks for the laugh on the way to work today. I'm not sure. If, I, I, I I enjoyed my bonkers segment this morning, she said. So <laughs> funny. Thank you, well, Kayla. I, well, I saw that out of Belize, and it just owned me. I'm like, yeah. you know, talking about Ma- McAfee, you know. And, yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, back at the ranch, friends, uh, teenage, uh, teens making money uh, on businesses has mm-hmm. been a common occurrence for many, many years. There have always been those kids that actually have a way of doing things. Mm. I, when I was a kid, I mowed yards, I babysat, I did all kinds of things, you know, to make money. It wasn't that I was money hungry, I just wanted to occupy my time. Mm. And, you know... <laughs> With no allowance, there you go. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a kid in high school who actually took the lawn mowing thing to the next level. Now, I realize he had to have had backing from his parents, okay? But yeah. he actually um, bought one of the big mowers and, oh, started, yeah. and started mowing the yard at the high school or the elementary school, right? Mm, yeah. So he starts on one, and it was because he, again, the guy's what, 10th or 11th grade. And I guess he went to the principal of the elementary school and said, hey. Mm. I'm starting this business. I've had some success. What do I have to do to mow the yard here? Yeah. You know, and he got one school and did a great job. He then expanded, bought a bigger mower and got another one. And pretty soon he had a contract for all the public schools in the system while he was in high school. He's hiring employees to mow. I mean, it. It was something he wanted to do and he Mm -hmm. did. And over the years, he developed quite a business and, you know, it's just amazing what can happen yeah. if you unleash, you know, your your ability and don't put up don't build fences and roadblocks and things right. undo them. So when I see a headline, teens make fifty thousand dollars at a Texas fast food chain amid the tight labor market, mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is a good thing. It is a good thing. And and so we hear so many stories about complaining about the minimum yep. wage and how the minimum wage needs to be raised and and all of that. And there's a reason there's a minimum wage. It's because if you're hired on at that, 
that level, you don't know anything about what you're doing. So why should they pay you more? Right? They can't pay you less. The that, law that, that's said, right. Yeah. If I could pay you less and get away, I would. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, there are ways, and we've talked about it here. If you pay attention, if you fit, and you and I were talking about this actually before we got started this morning about how you go into some place, you you should tell your kids if you get a job. Go in there to learn. Figure out figure out if this is for you. Can you make something out of it? Can you climb the ladder, etc.? Is it going to be what you want to do for the rest of your life or not? And if it is, figure out how to get where you want to go. Well, that's how you get more money when you are in the workplace, not because some some government official says you should make more. Well, when the owner of a Texas chicken chain started losing his employees to Walmart and McDonald's, He realized he had to make some changes pretty quick. So Garrett Reed, he's the CEO of Lane's Chicken Fingers, gave his employees pay raises and promotions to keep them from leaving. Now, 16 and 17-year-olds Reed employees have the opportunity to make $50,000 a year at Lane's Chicken Fingers. The salaries are much higher than a teen makes at an average fast food job, but Reed said he's investing in some of his youngest employees to grow his business. Quote, we're so thin at leadership that we can't stretch anymore to open more locations. Wow. This is what he told the Wall Street Journal. He says, I've got a good crop of 16 and 17-year-olds, but I need another year or two to get them seasoned to run stores. Lane's Chicken Fingers has six locations in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and around College Station. He told D Magazine he wants to uh, open more than 100 locations across Texas by 2028. He had to pause his plans for expansion because, like many in the restaurant business, he had trouble hiring and retaining staff members. He says the biggest challenge for small companies to grow right now is your labor force. We'd be growing at twice the rate if we had more people. There isn't a shortage of people willing to work, but people are passing up minimum wage and other low-paying jobs for better opportunities. That's according to the Economic Mm -hmm. Policy Institute. The better pay and chance at management position is helping Reed find new employees, but he said there's a limit to how much he can pay. Quote, there's only so much I can pay and remain profitable without raising prices too much. And wow. that is the the bottom line for raising the minimum wage. It has to be paid for somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and it has to the business still has to be profitable. Yes. You know, it, you could raise minimum wage all you want and mandate it, but. Yeah there won't be as many jobs available. So you don't have a way to train people. You don't have a, you don't have that Mm -hmm. entry level job. And that's the part that actually has the long-term negative effect. I remember on top of that. I I was was just going to point something out, Mark, that if you're in Seattle, New York, Chicago, LA, $15 an hour. Okay. Mm. It, it is not a minimum wage in Alabama. $15 an hour is actually something you earn after a while because you can still own a home affordably here. You still can live affordably here. Yeah. So it is $15 in Alabama is not the same as $15 in New York City. Right. And, you know, it's just the reality of the situation. So yeah. to mandate it federally across mm-hmm. the board, like everything's the same, is not only ridiculous, it's doing something blindly. It shows yeah. that our politicians yeah. are absolutely clueless. Yeah, basic economics doesn't change. It, the, there are certain things that have to happen. It's If you increase pay, then you have to make changes somewhere to pay for that increase. Mm. I remember when I was a kid, 16 years old or so, working at a – there was a steakhouse that I was working at. I was bussing tables, right, at the steakhouse. And the, I remember when they increased the minimum wage – from a dollar sixty-five an hour 
think about that. Okay. It was a dollar 65 and it went up to, I think yep. it was a dollar 75 and everybody, ooh. everybody said, Ooh, that means, Oh, that's awesome. And you know what happened mm-hmm. next? They cut everybody's shifts down. Yep. And key people got more hours. The, the people yep. who were actually the rising stars, mm-hmm. you know, those who looked like they were get, they had a grip on things and could end up becoming shift managers and things like that. Those people got more hours and the, the people who were bussing tables and stuff, we got less hours. There you go. That's what Story happens. Of life. Mm-hmm. But the, the bottom line, bottom line, always being bottom line, no matter where you are in life with, you know, whether it's you, children, grandchildren, whatever it is, you have to look at the opportunity in front of you and not complain about your situation. Find mm-hmm. a way to improve it. Yeah. And you can. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show every now and again you see a headline that i know mark rewrites the headlines just for me a lot of the time and in this particular one i gotta be honest the things i've never ever thought of me either okay i i was gonna ask you ahead of time because i i really never had considered this mark that Mm -hmm. dirty laundry in space yeah nasa had to deal with this right never thought about how do they handle dirty clothes in space? It, I'm thinking it, yeah. uh, first thing you do is call Matt Damon because <laughs> dude spent a long time on Mars. And I mean that yes. the documentary they did about I how he survived the, that documentary. Yeah. The, it was unbelievable. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I don't recall him ever washing clothes. Yeah, those historical you know? recordings. You learn a lot from them. Don't well, you? Those the, poor people. Um, how, <laughs> the question is how do astronauts do laundry in space? Well, the answer they do. They don't. Oh, no. They wear their underwear, their gym clothes, and everything else until they can't take the filth and the stink anymore. You're and, kidding, and man. Then, For real. You're making this up. I'm I know not, you are. I'm not. No, and, and Mark, then, come on. Then they toss them. NASA wants to change that. Wait. Um, they throw away their dirty underwear yeah, out they, in space? They, no, no, no. They don't. They don't throw it out. They actually do store it, but they burn it up on reentry. That's, that's yeah, thank I'm seriously they do if uh, they want to change that NASA wants to change how this works if not at the International Space Station then at least on the moon and Mars to stop throwing away tons of dirty clothes every year stuffing them into trash to, to burn up in the atmosphere aboard discarded cargo ships so it's te- they've teamed up with Procter and Gamble to figure <laughs> out how to best clean astronauts clothes in space so they can be reused for months or even years just like we do here on Earth Procter and Gamble announced Tuesday that they'll be sending a pair of Tide detergent and stain removal experiments to the space station later this year and next, all part of the galactic battle against soiled and sweaty clothes. It's not a small problem, especially as the U.S. and other countries look to establish bases on the moon and Mars. Rocket cargo space is tight and expensive, according to NASA, so why waste it on new outfits if their clothes could be kept looking and smelling fresh? When you figure on astronaut, an astronaut needs 150 pounds of clothes in space every year, that adds up fast, especially on a three-year Mars mission. That's according to Mark Civic. He's a chemist specializing in fabric and home care technology for Procter & Gamble. There's also the health and, 
yuck factors. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Man. Space astronauts exercise two hours every day to counter the muscle and bone withering effects of weightlessness, quickly leaving their workout clothes sweaty, smelly, and stiff. Their t-shirts, shorts, and socks end up so foul that they run through a pair every week. That's according to Leland Melvin. He's a former NASA astronaut and NFL player. He this says, is like your first year in college, man. Mm-hmm. He said after that, they, they're they deemed toxic. <laughs> they, they like have a life of their own. They're so stiff from all that sweat. Okay. I can solve this, but you're not going to like it. Uh-oh. Naked. Oh. Why? You're in space. You Bur- know The birthday suit. Oh, Why nice. do you have to wear clothing? I'm... <laughs> I'm not a nude guy. Now, I mean, we all have had children that we have that new. We all have that one naked kid Mm -hmm. in the family, right? I mean, one kid that just doesn't like having clothes on. We, I think we all have that. Oh, are you kidding? It's like every little boy clothes. Who needs Mm -hmm. clothes? I'm telling you, man, when, (laughs) when Braylon gets home from school, I'm not kidding. It's like, you can see it from the stairs. It's like shirt. It's a trail underwear. Yeah. And it's like all. (laughs) So I'm thinking. If they're not wearing clothes, this ain't a problem, Mark. Mm-hmm. But the current solution is just like that guy, uh, Fred, in uh, Big Hero 6. <laughs> Remember the Disney movie, oh, Big yeah. Hero 6? <laughs> I wear my front, underwear. Back, <laughs> front, back, in, out. In, yeah. Back, front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Mm. Take us with you. Go to your app store and download the free liferadio.fm app. We don't need antennas. We have the App Store. LifeRadio.fm. The soundtrack for your life. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Show, and great to have you with us. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> earlier today, we were talking about John McAfee, hmm. uh, the, the guy who you know uh, came up with the... Uh, uh, virus protection software for computers. Yeah. Now he he sold his company in the early '90s, and since then he's kind of uh, done some weird things. As a matter of fact, he lived in Belize for a while, mm. and um, the reason he's in the news today is he um, uh, he's died. He died in a jail in Spain, awaiting uh, extradition to Tennessee. Mm. Anyway, um, there's a debate whether it was uh, suicide or something else. Yeah. But I bring that up because um, in describing him. Uh, in Belize, the uh, Belizean uh, prime minister made a comment that, uh, and he he was trying to be very polite, and he referred to him as a gentleman, you know, and uh, and he said he's bonkers. Okay, <laughs> the gentleman is bonkers, is what it amounted to. Okay, and that's been our word for the day. From here on out, we won't refer to people as nuts or crazy or right. bio or anything. It's just bonkers. That's our new term for crazy, okay. bonkers, because that's it. Just sounds so you know appropriate and <laughs> if a word ever fit what you're trying to say bonkers is it i think you're right so, so. with that in mind <laughs> we look back at a story we brought to you earlier or last week i think it was about the woman who claimed to have 10 babies her I mean, last name is so tough to pronounce I, fast i know um, it's uh gosiame Tam- uh, tamara sitole She's that's 30, how you say uh, that Sitole, yes uh, you have to look very carefully because you have to make sure that you you, you make sure that <laughs> that a certain letter is in the right place okay you glance at this uh, mark yes, you I just know. glance at that I and know. i'm thinking why would you say yeah. that to me? what are you mm-hmm. doing mark if you if you don't if you don't 
look carefully at this and uh-huh. you just say what it looks like, then people uh-huh. will call you names like they called President Trump names when he was talking about certain countries. We'll just leave it that way. <laughs> She's 37 years old. She said earlier this month she delivered decouplets in what would have been a world record. Then the, the claim led to the Guinness Book of World Records to confirm they were they were investigating it. How, How many are decouplets? That's 10. Ah! Yeah. 10, 10 babies. Um, however, in recent weeks, speculation has been gathering that she actually had not, in fact, given birth to 10 children or any children at all, for that matter. <laughs> and now, according to local news sites, she's been admitted to a Johannesburg hospital for psychiatric evaluation. Ah, she's bonkers. Yeah, Ms. Zitole told journalists she was originally informed she was carrying six children before the number was revised up to eight. She claimed to have eventually delivered seven boys and three girls after a seven-month pregnancy. Yet Eyewitness News reports a source claimed a medical assessment of her had shown no evidence of a recent pregnancy as well as no physical scars to indicate a recent C-section, as she previously claimed. To add fuel to the speculation, her partner, Tiboga Tsotsetsi, has a uh, I can't click so I could uh, has revealed that he himself has not seen any evidence of the children in a statement re- uh, reported by Indy 100 his family said uh Tiboga made several attempts to visit the the lady uh, Ed, but she has failed to disclose her whereabouts and the condition of the babies the family has resolved and concluded that there are no decouplets born between uh tobogo tsotsetsi and uh, gosiame sitole <laughs> i'm just gonna make you read with these all these names these, yeah look uh, yeah with all these made-up yeah. names this is a made-up story yeah okay the yeah. woman is bonkers she claims Apparently she gave birth so. to 10 kids yeah <laughs> she's not a dog right i mean have we cleared that up yet because you know there's a there's a woman over in the background going do they have spots on them <laughs> Shouldn't a decapolo? That's just a polite way of saying she had a litter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. Earlier today, we were telling the story of a, a woman named Esther who uh, she knitted her own. Uh, bridal her own wedding dress, dress yeah. yes thank you wedding dress and i i s- suggested that maybe she has a uh, delorean and that she really is from 1836 but i could be wrong i don't know uh but then there's this wacky but true bride swap story and i'm oh, thinking man, okay yeah. now we've got bride swap stories we've got women making their own dresses mm-hmm. we've got a delorean we have the hoverboard over uh, <laughs> uh, uh you know in Mad- right there in new york city yeah mark our world has changed. Mm-hmm. A groom in Romania found himself a new bride within 24 hours after his fiance got cold feet and took off. <laughs> now you hear Doesn't this, that usually happen in India? Yeah, you hear the stories of of uh, people getting cold feet and not showing up or running off or whatever, and usually it's a sad tale, you know. But this guy, <laughs> he called up his old girlfriends. He convinced one of them to marry him. Wow. <laughs> And he didn't tell anybody until she walked down the aisle. <laughs> Everybody shows up at the wedding expecting one girl. Hey, who is that? <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, he's a resourceful isn't, guy. <laughs> isn't Romania where Borat comes from? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, the original guy? Yeah. You know that whole Borat thing's stolen, right? Did, no, I did not. Yeah, they're at the, 
it's why LaDonna loves it. He, she thinks that Borat is the funniest really? thing of all time. And really? it's like, yeah, not the dirty stuff. Just, you know, the hey, thing is, because I was going to say, parents do not let your children. No, watch no, Borat. no, no, it, no. It, that's what I'm talking about. She doesn't oh. like all of it. It's just, she thinks the character's funny. Oh, and I the said, idea. Yeah. Yeah. But it's based on a real guy. Oh no. There, that's why it's like, I am so against it. It's like any comedian who actually steals material from somebody else mm. and presents it as their own original work. Sorry, man. Mm. It's like, that's like doing paint by numbers of the Mona Lisa and popping it up there saying, here you go. Wow. Just me. Okay. Well, at least Milton Berle admitted he stole from others. <laughs> oh yeah. He, I, slow down. I can't write that fast. You know, <laughs> the Mark and Mac show. LifeRadio.fm, it is the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, every now and again, you hit a string of uh, different stories that are just kind of popping out there that Mark's like, hey, mm. take a look at this, take a yeah. look at this. So it's like, we're going to do the buffet of quick hits, okay? <laughs> we're going to start with a home project list. Uh, and and how many items are on this? The, it used to be the honeydew list, but yeah, yeah. you can't call that anymore now because it's, uh, I don't know, any kind of home, you know, phobic thing you can add to it <laughs> or, know. you yeah. know, horrible thing about men. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're on the verge of the word. Uh, let's pick any word. Hat. OK, the word hat. <gasps> you can't say that. That's a that's yeah. an insulting to so and so. I never even as heard of these people. Mark, what are you talking yesterday, about? <laughs> yesterday, one of these one of these uh, crazy people who sees race racism and everything claimed yes. that black holes were racist i saw black that. holes in space yes. are racist i saw right. that yes and anyhow mm-hmm. home project list how yeah. long is what? that is it longer uh-huh. than the santa claus All right. list? survey says a survey found the average person has six home repairs or updates on their to-do list six really mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> that's what i'm thinking six that's all these people are ama- walking up the stairs these people are amateurs Man. and to complete just the top three would require an average of 680 bucks just the top three for all three or each one no that's for all Combined? three just completing oh. top three an average oh, of 680 on. bucks and i'm <laughs> thinking you and i've talked about my pool that's gonna yeah. be a whole lot more than the 680 yeah, bucks take the pool off the list you know <laughs> and where do we you know my goodness really those with home improvement experience reveal the average yeah. repair has three things go wrong so in yeah. more than six in ten homeowners will turn to search engines youtube or helpful apps to get their repairs and updates done if it's only six hundred eighty dollars, they wouldn't already they'd already be done. They wouldn't be issues. Yeah, yeah. That's and, the reason they're they're projects in the future. And what I'm thinking is, time after time, I've turned to YouTube and okay, so how do you okay? I'm fixing a washing machine, so I go I go to YouTube and and look for the step by step on how to get this done, and they're out there. But there have been many times when I've gotten to a point and I've gone, wait a minute. This doesn't work. Yep. <laughs> you left Wait. this. You left something out. And Here's what I do. Yeah. When something when a washing machine or a dr- when it breaks, I go online and look for how much <laughs> would a used version of this that works cost. Less than the repair. I'm buying that one. There Listen, you go. I got. We talk about our buddy Mikey from time yep. to time. He has this knack for finding things, yep. and I don't know how he does it, but he has this knack for finding things for so cheap. He sends me a text one day a while back, says, hey, you guys still looking for a washer and dryer? 
And I wasn't actually, because what we had worked, it's just old. It was and, Jane going down to the river with a uh, stick and a rock. No, that actually, worked. actually, it looked like they looked like they had leprosy, but they still work. You know what I mean? Hey, man, you know what, Mark? <laughs> NASA fixed the problem, you know? <laughs> but he finds us a, a, a washer and dryer that some guy, he's got a rental house. He's just getting out of the, he's getting rid of it. And it's got a washer and dryer. He, I just, just give me 50 bucks for him. A washer and dryer. They're, yeah. they're front loaders, front mm-hmm. loaders, they're front loading Samsung washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. They're about five or six years old for mm-hmm. 50 bucks. Okay. I said, sold, I'll take them. So mm-hmm. I bought them and I had to fix the washer because it was in pretty bad shape. I said, I spent another 50 bucks on it. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm not look. if I had tried to buy just that washer secondhand, it would have been at least 300 bucks. Right. Right. So, yeah, so you came out ahead for 50 bucks. That's exactly right. So I'm looking online, looking for, okay, so how do I do this? And that's when I got stuck in a YouTube video. It's like, there you go. You left something out. Whoever edited this thought, oh, well, that's boring, and left part of it out that I needed to know. <laughs> well, what you need to know is after you talk to Mike Eccles, you know, <laughs> you go ahead and buy a new one. <laughs> We don't need antennas. We have the App Store. Download the app. Mark and Mac are back. LifeRadio.fm, the soundtrack for your life. LifeRadio.fm with the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, I've told you about how that cat that we have, Mm -hmm. that when I wake up in the morning and I come down the stairs, he is like standing there with this French maid costume for me to put on to wait on him hand and foot. Okay, which I'm not even a cat person. It's like they're okay. I don't mind them, but you know, I mean, I like it other just, people's cats. Other, I don't even like that. Okay. Yeah, I I'm polite to them, but you know, <laughs> it's like, look, if you can learn to use a box with sand in it to do your business, <laughs> you can learn to use the toilet and flush. Okay, <laughs> and but, some people do teach their cats to do that. It's really weird. I, you know, it is, <laughs> yeah. and and worth doing. But women prefer men without cats. So, I, yeah. By the way, yeah. at first I thought it was men without hats, and I thought it was the safety dance. <laughs> That's what I thought we were doing. But you know, women prefer men without cats. Yeah, apparently, according to another study who's funding these, single men who are hoping to land a girlfriend may want to keep images of their cats out of their dating profile. Or so suggests a study. Colorado State University researchers showed photos of two men posed with and without a cat to hundreds of women and found that when the man's feline companion was in the picture, they were viewed as less masculine, more neurotic agreeable and open and less dateable <laughs> well cats are cats mark that's all i can say cats are cats so we had to have a study for this i know there had I, to who funded this study were my tax dollars involved somebody with way too much money <laughs> and too much time begin your day with a smile the mark and mac show weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm liferadio.fm the mark and mac show one of the mark i years ago i actually watched uh, my very first and only debate about an atheist um debating and i don't know why we're called apologists but mm. you know it was at um oh my goodness were you 
with me at that debate or did I go by myself? I, I can't think remember. I, I was not but with anyway, you, no. I've watched him online, but I've okay. never been to one. It was a guy who he actually, he's a computer guy out in Colorado. He's uh, at the time, you know, had a wife and a couple of little kids. And yeah. he talked about, you know, he totally atheist, just mm-hmm. did not believe in God. And he would travel around the country uh, getting paid to, you know, have a debate against a pastor or the head of a college or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, bottom line is he was talking about being a good father and a good family man and all these things um, and how that didn't equate to salvation or whatever. But anyway, I'm, I'm listening to this and I get, I'm looking at his schedule, okay? While he was talking about, you know, being a good <laughs> husband and father. And I look at his schedule and I realize, well, how good of a father are you if you're never home? You've got two kids mm-hmm. in elementary school and you, you travel without them all over the country. Make, you know, you have your job during the day and you brag about working 12 to 16 hours a day because your computer business is so hot. And then you spend every other opportunity you can to travel around the country to argue about, you know, about atheism, about, you know, there is no God. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you feel so compelled to convince the rest of us that we're wrong? Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Mark, when I'm right about something and I know I'm right, I don't feel compelled to make you right. Believe me, I'm, I'll share it with you, but if you don't believe me, that's on you, not me. Mm, yeah. So I'm looking at this guy, I'm going, okay, he's not a good father because he's not there. You know, he's not a good husband because mm-hmm. he's not there, yeah. but he's going to tell me that I'm the idiot and horrible person because I believe in God. Yeah. So there you go. This headline, atheists sue to remove in God we trust from license plates in Mississippi. Yep. A group of atheists filed a lawsuit Tuesday to remove that phrase in God we trust from Mississippi's official state license plates. The state's violating residents' freedoms by forcing them to display a religious phrase or pay extra for specialized plates. So says the federal lawsuit by the American Atheists, Mississippi Humanist Association, and three state residents. Quote, Whenever I, wherever I use my trailer, I'm forced to profess a religious idea I do not believe. So says Alan Griggs, a plaintiff in that in a statement. Imagine a Christian having to drive around with in no God we trust or in Allah we trust. Car owners can avoid displaying the phrase, which has been on Mississippi plates since 2019 by buying specialized plates for 32 bucks. But there are no specialty plates for cars with custom tag numbers or for RVs, motorcycles or disabled uh, drivers. Atheists are being forced to act as a billboard for the religious message, said Jeffrey Blackwell, attorney for the American Atheists, which claims 350,000 members and supporters nationwide. Wow, 350,000 out of 330 something million. Yeah, legal right. citizens. That yeah. doesn't count to 40 million illegals. Yeah, that's right. The message, who are mostly Catholic. The message is rooted in hostility against non-Christians and non-believers, the lawsuit states. Wow, how bizarrely twisted do you have to be to say that, you know, I trust in God is a hostile message. Hmm? Yep. He quotes, if you don't believe in God, why do you care? Yeah, as, as our friend Brad Stein says, which is more unreasonable Believing in a God you can't see or being offended by a God you don't believe in. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's it. Right that's there, it right Boston. there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.